at the top with Biden and his hand-picked vice president who bragged that she was right there making the same bad decisions. And if not for her own dereliction of duty, she should be impeached for not demanding we invoke the 25th Amendment. It is time for action. Impeach Biden, impeach Kamala Harris, and throw in the Secretary of State if you could get him back from vacation. <laughs> Congresswoman Boebert. Well, but you have to think this through because, yes, you can impeach both of them. But then you got Nancy Pelosi as the president. No, nah, no, 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 no. So then we go from a guy who has basically no cognitive ability to a woman who never has had cognitive ability or, or, or two brain cells to rub together to a drunk. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's 508-550-KTSA-FM-1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. And I, I have to tell you, I don't even know where to jump in because it's just uh, there's so much in the river. Um, okay. All right. Let's, let's talk about Joe for a second. Uh, because of that very bizarre... Uh, dressing down we all got yesterday where he came out and just yelled at us for 20 minutes how awful we are man yeah for even questioning him which is the way joe thinks by the way you don't question me boy i'm in charge and you don't ever question you know what he's never ever been challenged on anything he doesn't he's never had an original thought and he's very thin-skinned and it came through like wildfire yesterday he came out yelling I, you know, if he had a, a tape dispenser within his reach, he would have thrown it at you. He really was nuts. Look, and here's the thing about it. When a man who has as much power as he does is paranoid and angry, and he's paranoid and angry, he's a danger. He's a danger to people around him, and now he's a danger to the entire world because he has that much power uh, at, at his fingertips. Anyway, uh, first of all, let me just start here. He was late again, and not by a little bit, but by hours again. There's no excuse for that, okay? I know. He's the president. He's got meetings to go to, and he has pictures to take, and all that happy-go-lucky crapola. But if you schedule something for a specific time, you live up to it unless the end of the world is here. And if you know that you've scheduled it for a specific time, and you've got meetings, and you can't uh, be there at that specific time, well, then you, you schedule it for a time you can make it. And then you live up to that time. If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. And that includes the President of the United States. He has no right, no rhyme or reason to be rude to America. Now, most everybody was working, and it didn't matter. And there were a few people commenting on Facebook saying, well, why do you even put yourself through it? Because I have to. Because it's my job. But be that as it may, it doesn't matter if I have to do it or somebody else has to do it. Uh, It's just rude to say, I'm going to be there at this specific time, and he's never, not one time in his presidency, been on time. Not once. Obama was the same way. Uh, Donald Trump was always on time. I'll hand him that, but he got that from the business world. Um, These guys who are permanent politicians, and they never had to be in a business, and they never had to, to run a meeting on time, they don't care. They have no care whatsoever. And let me tell you something, when you are constantly late like this president is, that's rude and that that what that means is he doesn't think much of you he doesn't think much of your time if he's going to consistently be uh be late so that was something that yesterday just got under my skin for the the hundredth time 
you know, he's giving us a time that he's going to come out and speak to the American people, and he's hours late. It's not like he's a few minutes late. Not like five minutes late. Not like 10, 20, 10, 20. I get that. I understand. Okay, my, my, my meeting with Prime Minister so-and-so ran over a few minutes. Okay, I get that. But this is habitual, and it's by hours, and he's doing it at this point on purpose. It's passive-aggressive. It's what it is. I'm going to show you who the boss is. And then he comes out and yells. I mean, yells at the camera. And I thought... Who is this old man yelling at us? And so, uh, look, he's always been thin-skinned. He's never been able to take criticism. How about the young college student who, who, who questioned his thoughts on something? You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Whatever that means. What does that mean? Or going over and grabbing the lapels on these people who are reporters just doing their job and shaking them. You're always asking me questions like that. Well, Joe, you, for 50 years, you have been begging to be in this position. For 50 years, you've been begging to be in this position. You put your big boy depends on and put up with the criticism when you screw it up, which is exactly what you've been doing. All right, uh, Harry, go ahead. You're on. Hey, man, if you showed up this morning at 530, how long do you think you would keep your job? Well, that's right, man. Uh, you know, I, I rolled in here about 1 o'clock. And I'm not saying everybody has to do that, right? I don't have to do that. Everybody, nobody has to be there three, four hours before their thing. But, uh, you know, being on time when, when you say you're going to be somewhere, and it's not, you know, Harry, here's the deal. It's not like anybody's making that appointment for him. He's setting the appointment. He can't even keep the, the appointment that he sets. Think about no, that. I, I, set, I set my alarm clock at 5, so I wake up to you, and if you ain't on, I turned the damn thing off. <laughs> I appreciate that. I thank you very much, Harry. Have a great day. I no, you, you, you your point is exactly right. You know, it's it's a hundred percent correct in that if you can't be there when you schedule the time to be there, then you you be there when you can't. You know, you schedule the time when you know that you can be there. It's ridiculous. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Did you hear the dressing down? that we got yesterday about how I ended this war. I ended this war. Yeah, you people, you listen You listen to me. You listen to me. I ended this war. Nobody else had the guts to end this war. It was perfect. Oh, okay, let's roll it. I made a decision to end this war. As part of that decision, we set the date of August 31st for American troops to withdraw. The assumption was that more than 300,000 Afghan national security forces that we had trained over the past two decades and equipped would be a strong adversary in their civil wars with the Taliban. Okay, stop it there. The number was not 300,000. The number was 30,000, folks. Okay, he's lumping in the police force as well. So he's lying to you about the numbers. Now, something else he, he lied to you about that we found out about yesterday that I had a hunch about and we've been talking about. But we found out for sure yesterday. First of all, let me preface what I'm about to say. Do you remember a few days ago when I said he's throwing the intelligence community under the bus and the only thing I've ever heard Chuck Schumer say that was right is the intelligence community has seven ways of Sunday of getting back at you? Because they're not going to put up with it. They're not going to put up with any of these pretty boys and girls going out on the TV and saying that the intelligence community screwed this thing up and that they would find a way to get back at him. Well, somehow, a telephone conversation that Joe had 
with the former president of Afghanistan in July leaked out to Reuters. <laughs> and you know what he was telling the former president of Afghanistan in July? Hey, man, things aren't going well. You need to really, like, change the perception. You need to get out there on TV, and you need to make it look like everything's rosy and beautiful because things aren't going well. Things are going downhill real fast. Mark Milley gets on. You know the guy that thinks that white guys are bad, white guys in the military, and that, that guys should wear skirts and mascara in the military? That that Mark Milley, yeah. He gets on. He goes, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Joe's right. Hey, listen, man, yeah, yeah, you you, you got to change the perception of this. People are starting to catch on that things are going bad, and you got to come out, and you got to make it look really sh- sharp and shiny and rosy. And the Afghan president is like, I ain't doing that, man. I cannot polish a put lipstick on a pig. Let me put it that way. It's early in the morning. So, uh, Joe knew, Joe knew really in the spring how bad things were going. Joe knew at least in July how bad things were going, but yet he told all of us in August, which is after July, he told all of us in August, everything is going rosy. Everything's going fine. There we go. The Afghan army is going to hold off the Taliban. The Taliban's not going to do anything. All the while, he's on the phone going, hey, man, it's going in the crapper. It's going in the crapper. You better get out there and make it look pretty. Why is that important? It's another lie. Because he told us that he had no idea that his intelligence community did not inform him that the Afghan army was going to flee and that Afghanistan was going to collapse in a couple of hours. Remember, that was the whole premise for this foobar of a mess that he created. We said, we didn't know it was going to happen that way. Oh, man. Oh, we were caught unaware. We had no idea it was going to collapse like that. When all along, he's on the phone telling the leader of Afghanistan, the president of Afghanistan, hey, man, it's about to collapse, dude. It's about to go down. You better get out there and make it look rosy. Joe is an unmitigated bald face what did he call it pony pony face stone face pony face cold face yeah yeah he's just a lion pony face soldier or whatever that is whatever that means how about this in south texas we just call you a liar (laughs) and he always is he consistently lies so i made a few notes from this speech yesterday first of all the first note i made is joe is unstable i mean mentally he's un- we know physically he's unstable mentally joe is unstable that in and of itself is every reason in the world for his cabinet to invoke the 25th amendment and remove him from office because he's unstable joe and you can put this under unstable joe is paranoid joe He's paranoid. These were just notes I took during the speech yesterday. He's paranoid. Joe is angry that people do not believe his lies anymore. That for 50 years he's been able to lie and people have gone along with the lies, but now people are not believing the lies anymore and he's angry. He is a sociopath. He lies consistently to the point where a sociopath doesn't believe that they're lying anymore. He's placing blame. Yesterday, he placed blame on you, the American people. He placed blame on the Afghan army and, once again, on Donald Trump. Ranting and yelling and drooling. 
and drooling. This is what Joe did yesterday. This was the presentation of the United States of America yesterday during that speech, the entire time. I, I hope that they invoke the 25th Amendment. But what I sincerely hope as well is that somebody is watching him closely because a paranoid and an angry man is a danger. Jim, go right ahead. Yeah, I said he didn't know about what was going on. Satellites can read the warning label on a pack of cigarettes. They can see exactly what's going on in real time. Of course. To, To say that you don't know what's going on, I mean, there's, you know, but as far as removing him, that ain't going to do any good because you're going to have to cut a lot deeper on this scab to get rid of all this corruption. Well, that's true. Th- thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're right. You're right because you, then you get the giggles, the clown. Isn't it interesting what a low profile she's been ever since she went over to Vietnam? She's had such a low profile. I don't even know. Does anybody know where she is? Kamala giggles. They've been keeping her fingerprints off this. Oh, she's getting Botox with Gavin. Oh, she's okay. She's getting Botox with Gavin Newsom for next week. That's going to be an interesting one as well. No, they're, they are keeping her fingers off of this thing, her fingerprints off of this thing. So when they retire, Joe, they can just slide her in there. You know, she didn't have anything to do with this. She would have done it differently, blah, blah, whatever, whatever. But yesterday was just a bunch of silly crap from him. It was just absolutely awful. And 13 men and women from our U.S. military are dead because of his actions, and that is unforgivable. Since he will not take any responsibility for it, and he's blaming Trump for it, that's unforgivable. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Oh, your AccuWeather forecast. Well, look, sunshine and a few high, puffy clouds the next several days. In fact, the next three days, with your temperatures in the mid-90s. And right now, it's... Longest war in American history. We completed one of the biggest airlifts in history with more than 120,000 people evacuated to safety. That number is more than double what most experts thought were possible. No nation, no nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. Joe, and that's not you, man. First of all, our military, okay, our military pulled that off. But you're forgetting things like the Berlin airlift, but, you know, or Normandy, and you know, stuff like that. You're just blowing that kind of stuff off. Because you're trying to take credit after you sunk the ship. You're trying to take credit for the lifeboats. Sorry, Joe, it doesn't work that way, man. And none of us, none of us are going to fall for it. Now, you have your sycophants over there, the people who follow you no matter what's going on. They're the tribe, the Joe tribe, the leftist tribe. What, whoever's in charge of the Democrat Party, you know, they're going to follow whoever that is. They're going to be there with you. Don't worry. You've got them. But the rest of us are on to you, dude. You're paranoid. You're paranoid and you're a sociopath who lies. And we got it. We, we, we know who you are. So you're not fooling any of us. And as far as ending the war, first of all, you ended nothing. You didn't end a thing. But it, the, the debate's never been about whether we get out of Afghanistan. Because, as I've said over and over again, we can talk about that all day long from both sides. And we can have that debate. That's not the debate that's being, have, being had right now. The debate right now is how you did it and you got americans killed my friend you did it in benghazi you got americans killed in benghazi you got americans killed in iraq and you you caused the rise of isis in iraq when you pulled the people out what difference does it make yeah exactly that's always a career politician's thought is what difference does it make
210-599-5555. Texas legislature has passed the election integrity bill. Did you know that today, today, 666 new laws go into effect in Texas? Woo! Anybody scared by that? 666? I don't know. 666 new laws. Anyway, one of them is the fetal heartbeat bill. That's going into effect today. The other is being able to carry your gun without a permit. If you're over 21, no felonies, all that other stuff, that goes into effect today. See, what else is going into effect today? Oh, yeah. That thing that the Democrats left Texas for, they call it voter suppression. I was just watching the TV up here, and they ran a statement from the ACLU. It's voter suppression, man. This is voter suppression. People won't be able to vote in Texas. And we all know that's not true either. In fact, this expands the opportunity to vote. What it does do is it clamps down on the Democrats' ability to be able to cheat, which is what they want to do. They want to be able to continue to cheat. They want to uh, codify, solidify their ability to cheat. And this law clamps down on that. Now, they'll still be able to cheat, and they still will cheat. But this law makes it tougher. It, It raises the bar. So when you have voter ID... When you have very uh, strict or restrictions on who can vote by mail, uh, those kind of things, it, it makes it very difficult for them to be able to pull off cheat, which they have done, and they have become. This is why they're kicking so kicking and screaming about this. They have become so familiar with it and and so used to it, and now there's a new law in effect that says no, you can't do all that stuff and able to cheat. It does not prevent somebody from voting. It doesn't make it harder for somebody to vote. It expands the length of time that you have to be able to vote. Eighteen days. If you can't get, if you cannot get your vote in in 18 days, I don't want you to vote. Okay, I don't want you to vote if you can't get it in in 18 days. You got 18 days to cast your ballot. If that's a problem for you, you really need not be voting. We don't need you in the electoral process. All right, quick break. Back at. All right, so um, real quick, we're going to go back to all this other news stuff, and we're going to talk about the laws, the new 666 new laws and all that stuff. We'll talk about all that. And how before 9 o'clock, we're going to try to break them all because well, they're all new, right? So we'll try to break all of them. Rob Thompson is in here from R&R in the morning over San Antonio Sports Star, SA Sports Star, which is right down the hall from us here at KTSA. I want you to check them out. It's 1250 and on the FM, it's 94... 94.5 FM. 94.5 FM. So listen to them over there and uh, listen to them talk about what's going on in the sports world, but also there's pop culture stuff. It's really a cool radio station. All right, It's really very cool. So you've got to check those guys out. Appreciate it. We were just talking a little bit about uh, Cam Newton, right? Free agent floating around right now. Yeah. Uh, got let go by the New England Patriots uh, yesterday. and uh, But it really wasn't a surprise. When, when they released him yesterday, my initial thought was, and you tell me what you thought, um, he has all the talent and ability in the world and never really lived up to it. You know, he took his Carolina team to a Super Bowl, MVP, did all that you thought that he was going to be capable of doing coming out of Auburn. And, yeah, things stalled. And injuries kind of got in the way. And he was always kind of a – he was a two-dimensional player for sure. But he relied early in his career on his legs. 
He was Superman when he bust through the line on his legs, getting getting touchdowns that way. And he throw he threw a good tight spiral, but it wasn't an overly accurate passer. And as his shoulder degraded, yeah, he is not what he was. But I'll tell you, as he became free, both Houston and Dallas looked and saw a quarterback that could hurt help them or hurt them, depending on yeah, your perspective right. through the through the season. Jerry's come out and said, you know, we will do our due diligence. But my question to you: Would you see? Do you see Cam Newton in a cowboy uniform or a Texans uniform? Well, you know, he could play the backup role if he yeah. would, if he would do it. Uh, I, I think if you're, uh, and we talked about this a few minutes ago, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan and you like Dak Prescott, uh, Dak, Dak uh, Prescott, I, I my problem with that is that, I, and I love him. I think he's a talented guy, and I think he has you know the ability of of any great player that's ever played the game. These injuries just bother me, and I think you, you you better know if you're going in as number two, you're going to play at some point. Truth, you're going to go in. You know the the old saying for backup quarterbacks is if you, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. That's right. And a, a backup is a very unique position, and Cam is not accustomed to that. He right. is a starter and the lead dog, and should be. Uh, whether he comes to Dallas will be an ego thing for him, and I don't think it'll be about the money. And I think that. If I was a betting man, he will not come to Dallas, but pay attention to Houston. Yeah, pay right. attention to the Texans, because right. right now there is an utter void at quarterback. They've got a young kid that they've drafted, Tyrod Taylor, who's bounced around the league, and a Deshaun Watson that could either be in prison or right. released or on some sort of suspension at any point. You have so, to wear an ankle monitor on, on Sunday while he's on you the know, game. You have to wear your, your contact <laughs> tracing monitor on one arm, That's and you've got to right, wear your monitor. low jack on the other arm, and it just slows you down, so it we does. don't expect to see Makes Deshaun. it hard to throw the ball. <laughs> you might not see. Deshaun. But you brought up a great point about Dak. It may not matter if he goes down. Yeah. You know, and, and what you meant by that, I understand it completely, is it may not matter who's there because without Dak, the Cowboys aren't the Cowboys. I think we found that out last year, and I think that knowing where money should be spent, don't spend it on backup quarterback because without Dak, there really is no chance. Thanks for stopping by, brother. Man, it's always good to see you on a September 1. Yeah, September 1st. Check them out. Uh, they are at uh, San Antonio Sports Star. It's 1250 and 94.5 FM, and it's a great show, R&R and morning that's rob and rudy okay so here's the deals 540 at 550 ktsa fm 1071 the trayware page ktsa.com got a brand new video up on the trayware page ktsa.com the uh, president came out yelling hollering angry yesterday uh he came out hours late once again the man has never been on time for a speech and he's the one who sets the time it's not like somebody else is saying the time that you're going to give this speech is 3 o'clock. No, he's the one that's setting the time, and he can't even show up on time for his own speech. Okay, that's a problem for me, because what that is, it's just rude. It shows a disregard for people, which he's rude. He's got a disregard for people. Did you, did you, did you hear these mamas talk and these daddies talk? of these dead Marines and dead soldiers who met Joe Biden at the tarmac that day, did you hear what they had to say? That he was rolling his eyes at them, not just checking his watch once, but multiple times. And, folks, by the way, MSNBC was saying, no, he's checking a rosary on that wrist. No, he's not. He's checking his watch. It's clear as the nose on your face. And then he walked away from one of the moms and gave that flippant little flip of the wrist, you know, like, ah, oh, who's going to listen to you? And all he wanted to talk about was Bo Biden once again. Well, I'm going to say something, and it may upset some people, but he's going for the sympathy vote there. 
That's what he's doing. Whenever he brings up his dead son, Joe, you're not a gold star father. Quit trying to play one on TV. God bless you. God bless your son. I thank him for his service, and I'm sorry that he's gone. But he's gone. And he didn't die in combat. He didn't die at the hands of a president who put him in a very dangerous situation. He didn't die there. The man had something happen to him that happens to thousands of people all the time. He got cancer and he died, and we're all sorry for that. But you're not a gold star father, and you're acting like it, and that right there is stolen valor, my friend. Stolen valor. You need to knock it off, Joe Biden. So he comes out, and he's, um, you people, and Trump, and the Afghan army, and everybody else is to blame for what happened in the past few days. No, Joe, you did it, baby. You did it. The, the argument was not whether to get out of Afghanistan. Stop that. That wasn't the argument. The argument was how, and you screwed it up. And we have since found out, and I told you, I warned you, I tried to let you know, the intelligence community, they know every time you go pee, Joe. They're releasing phone calls now to Reuters of Joe talking to the Afghan president a month before, saying, hey, this is going really bad. You need to make it look good. Put lipstick on a pig. Dress it up. Change the perception. Here we go. I told you. I told you. So um, everything that he has represented to us has been a misrepresentation of the truth. Even to the point where yesterday he said 90% of Americans who wanted to get out, we got them out. Well, that's not true. We now have intelligence that says the numbers are in the thousands, not 200, not 100, but the thousands of Americans over there who want to get out. And they abandoned them and left them. We're now hearing their stories. They're now coming out. So it's not true that 90% came out, but you know what happened? After his speech, when he said 90% of those who wanted to get out got out, the White House released the transcript, and the White House changed the transcript. They changed his words after he said them. In the transcript they released, they scratched out 90, and they put 98%. That's not what he said. We have him on tape saying 90. But in the paper, the transcript, it says 98% of Americans who wanted to get out got out. Why? Because their narrative is, we got almost 100% out. Look what we did. We did a great job. He lied. The White House is lying. And I made a few notes about Joe. He's a sociopath. A sociopath lies without any ramification, without anything. They don't feel anything about it. It's not a problem for them. It's the normal, natural thing. It's as natural as breathing. So to Joe, lying is as natural as breathing. He's placing blame. He was yelling. He was drooling. Yes, he was drooling. Joe is unstable, and he's qualified for removal from office by the 25th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. No, I'm not holding my breath, but that's exactly what should happen. That's exactly what he deserves, 
And a man who is angry and paranoid is a danger to those around him, especially when you're paranoid and angry and you have that much power. You are a danger not only to those around you, but to the entire world. And we need to be on watch and on guard for whatever's coming. Visible with liberty and justice for all. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. I never thought I would see this in my life. It's embarrassing. It's shameful. It's wrong to our veterans who served so well. All right, Chris, you're on. Go ahead, man. I just want a great show, Trey. Uh, and no, it's not just me, but the, the irony that Trump was impeached over a phone call exerting influence over a foreign leader. And the subject of that call was this guy's family. Now Biden's on the phone with a foreign leader exerting influence over something I think is way worse than anything Trump did. 100%. And it just strikes me as ironic that you know, you know what it's it, it, people about the call. It's more than that, Chris. It is it's actually uh I I think impeachable. I think it's it, in reality it's impeachable. Two things about what you just brought up and I was going to get to this later in the show. Uh, first thing is, um, Donald Trump was impeached for something that Joe Biden actually did. If you remember, right. when uh, Ukraine was in investigating Burisma and Hunter Biden's connection with all of that, Joe Biden got on an airplane and flew over there and said, I got a billion dollars in my pocket for you, but yeah. you're not going to get it unless you call this dog off my son. And he said, oh, I know. I remember that. And he said, quote, son of a bitch. Within eight hours, he called him off, end quote. Uh, then Donald Trump had a perfect, it was a perfect phone call with the president of Ukraine. And we know it was perfect because after his impeachment, they said it was perfect after, after they impeached him for it. Oh, I know. Uh, so now we have the current president who is actually, uh, committing a, a high crime and misdemeanor in, in what I, I believe a case could be made for treasonous activity for, uh, converting with the enemy by allowing the yeah. Taliban to to provide our our our, yeah. our protection there, and they're not doing anything about going it. Going out and saying the and saying the exact opposite to the people. Oh, it's going great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Thank you, man. Don't I appreciate it. Have a good day, man. God bless you. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, that's you know coming out to the American people and saying everything's going great, everything's going rosy, and then he's on the phone with the leader of Afghanistan, the, the president of Afghanistan. You've got to put a prettier face on this. It's going terrible. It's going downhill fast. So when he said in August that we had no idea that it was going this bad and it was going to collapse, yes, he did. He knew exactly what was going on. And i got to tell you something else, folks. This isn't the end of the leaks and the information that we're going to be finding out. Just like, you know, Chuck Schumer said, and <laughs> I don't agree with Chuck Schumer on anything, but he was right. The intelligence community is not going to sit back and, and be thrown under the bus because it ruins their ability to do what they do. And they're not going to have their intelligence uh, questioned. And so... This isn't it. This isn't the end of the stuff we're going to get from Joe Biden that, you know, now that he's crossed the intelligence community and thrown them out of the bus, we're going to hear more stuff and more of his lies are going to come out. And, and I predict, and I've been predicting this for a while, as soon as they can get to a point, and it's, I, I hate to say this, but it's a couple of years in, but as soon as they get to a point where Kamala can do 10 years instead of the way this works, just so everybody understands, if they put Kamala in there now, she can only run for one more. 
Okay, if Joe serves half of his term, then Kamala can fulfill the other half of his term and run for two more terms, which obviously is 10 years. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep him going for two years so that they can put her in there and she can go for a total of 10, which she won't because Ron DeSantis is going to run right over her like a freight train. She got, she's not going to know what hit her. But, uh, you know, uh, that's, the, that, that's the plan. They're just trying to get him through two years into this thing. The problem is, with Joe, what else is he going to screw up? What what other issues are we going to have? Like I've been telling you, he's paranoid, he's angry, and he's a sociopath. So all of those things, you put those together, and you've got a very dangerous combination. He's a man who lies, and he feels nothing. There's nothing wrong he feels with him lying. That's a sociopath. He'll he'll lie all day long and he, he doesn't care. Hey, you know, it's whatever. Whatever it takes, I'm just going to tell you whatever. And it doesn't bother him to be telling those lies. He's paranoid. And that was clear and that was evident yesterday. Uh when you're both of those things and you add in anger on top of that and he clearly was visibly angry yesterday, those are some major major issues that we're dealing with. The guy that has the most power on planet earth well there's a new survey out by wallet hub that says san antonio is one of the worst cities to drive in <laughs> well that's a real shocker isn't it san antonio spend more time stuck in traffic the only other texas city where they spend more time stuck in traffic is what anybody want to take a guess austin that's a good guess but not true see that's chris that's exactly my head went to austin no it's houston and of course, you know, Houston is just perennial the mess, but always has been. They have never, ever fixed Houston highways. I've been going to Houston all of my life. My parents graduated from Stinkadena High School, and that's where I, you know, I used to go back there and visit my grandparents all the time. And uh, it's it's always been under construction, just like San Antonio is right now. It's always been under construction over in Houston. It's never going to get right. But I really, I was with you, Chris. I really thought that Austin had blown past everybody in in congestion and pain in the butt and all that kind of stuff. And and not it. Uh, I I was really kind of amazed. No, nope. so we spend more time in San Antonio than just about any other city stuck in our traffic. We got a city council and a mayor who doesn't care that you're stuck in traffic. Because we got to do equitable stuff. We got to make equity happen around here. We don't care about traffic and roads being a mess. Hey, Monty, you're on. Go right ahead. Good morning, sir. The uh, the Democrats are covered in Teflon. Nothing's going to stick to them. Joe's going to get away with this, and the other Democrats do. They're going to get away with everything. Oh, I, I agree. Will, I agree. Unless unless the Republicans grow some hair on their head <laughs> and say. We haven't had enough, and we need to impeach him. Yeah, yeah sure, it's not going to pass the Senate, but come on, impeach him like they did Trump. Thank you. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, the problem with that is they're not in power. They're not in charge. They're not in control. It's Nancy and it's Chuck. Then as long as Nancy and Chuck are in, in charge of Congress over there, then there's not a chance at all that art- you can write articles of impeachment, and, and, and the Democrats did it to Trump. I, I, I can't tell you how many articles of impeachment were written against Donald Trump over the years. And, uh, and of course, with the Republicans in charge, that wasn't going to go anywhere in the shoes uh, on the other foot. So um, it, it's just not. Yeah, what about yesterday when the Republicans wanted to read the soldier names out loud and Pelosi said no, she wouldn't allow them to do that? 
Uh, in fact, she blocked several pieces of legislation uh, yesterday that we'll tell you about. Ten dollars spent in Afghanistan. Quit yelling. Cost that researchers at Brown University estimated would be over three hundred million dollars a day for twenty years in Afghanistan for two decades. Stop yelling. Yes. The American people should hear this. $300 million a day for two decades. Yeah, well, that math didn't work, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Went back, put a pencil to the math. It doesn't work out, but it doesn't matter. He yelled it loud enough to where, yeah, I'll buy that. You know, if you yell it more, if you yell it and say it more often, people are going to start to believe it at some point, I suppose. Hey, good morning. It's the 1st of September. Trey Ware here. KTSA, 550 KTSA, FM 107.1, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com, 210-599-5555, Okay, I'm, I'm going to break from all this uh, Afghanistan stuff and president stuff for just a second because we got more of that coming up this hour with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West uh, and his thoughts. Uh, John Hayward is going to join us at 635, our friend from Breitbart.com, and then one of these guys from these organizations trying to rescue these dogs. And By the way, the Democrats have been putting out lies again on Twitter accounts saying, there's no dogs in Afghanistan, there's no dogs. Well, there are, and we're going to find out more about that coming up later on this hour. I- I'm just curious, though, in a, in a totally different matter that's that's off that topic, okay? But there are school districts in America, the largest right now, is in New York City. There are some here in Texas that are trending this direction as well. And I'm just curious what you moms and dads think about this. What they're trying to do is get rid of honor rolls and not allow honor rolls to happen in public school anymore because they say it's detrimental to students who aren't making the honor roll. All right? Now, look, um, most of us, you and me and most of us, come from a time where if you weren't on the honor roll and you wanted to be on the honor roll, then you buttoned it up, you tightened it up, you hit the books harder, and if you wanted to, if that was important to you, then you went and you accomplished being on the honor roll, right? We certainly didn't, or our parents or the people who were in charge at that point certainly didn't lower the standards so that you could be on the honor roll. To the point now, because they lowered the standards for so long, now they're just going to get rid of it altogether. And, that, you know, to me, that is an incredible shame, an absolute shame. Now we have the Department of Education wanting schools to rethink honor rolls and class rankings because they're detrimental to kids who aren't on them, kids who are not making them. Quote, recognizing student excellence via honor rolls and class rank can be detrimental to learners who find it more difficult to reach academic success. The DOE wants schools to widen recognition to include, you're going to love this, but here we go, demonstrations of social justice and integrity. So just as the head of the largest teachers union in america said yesterday it's it doesn't matter if our kids can't read and write they know social justice they know the difference between an insurrection a riot and a protest they know those things that's all that's important that's what she said commie but here we are now with the department of education saying yeah we want to include things like demonstrations of social justice and integrity into the concept of being able to to get uh, on the honor roll 
And I'm just curious, Mama, what do you think about that? 210-599-5555. Lessening the, uh, the qualifications, broadening the qualifications, instead of keeping it focused on academia and those things, those pillars of education, now we're going to start including things like social justice. If you're demonstrating out in social justice, well, that should qualify you for being in the uh, on the honor roll. E- even if you can't add two plus two, even if you can't do a fraction, you know, even if you can't put together a coherent sentence and know where a comma and a period goes. That's not important. Did you go out and march with mommy and daddy on Saturday? Did you have your fist raised in the air? Did you throw a chair through a window and steal some flat screen televisions, you know? Did you do all that? Now you can qualify. I mean, to me, it's absolutely pathetic. And it, it shows in the numbers of people who are now homeschooling their children. Homeschooling has gone through the roof. Axios is reporting today the number of U.S. kids who are homeschooled has doubled in just the past year. Parents losing faith in traditional schools because of crapola like this. They're not teaching them anymore. What they're doing is they're trying to make social justice warriors out of them. And now nearly 2.6 million kids have switched from traditional schools to homeschooling since the pandemic began. 210-599-5555. Go for it, Joseph. You're on the air. Oh, yeah, and I, I've got uh, two daughters that are in middle school, and and I think that uh, anybody that's out there not rewarding their children, you know, for, for doing good, you're pretty much just putting them in line with the rest of the world. You know, you're getting rewarded for not doing what you're supposed to do. Well, you 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 really are. Uh, you're moving the entire country and the world toward mediocrity, aren't you? Because you're rewarding mediocrity. You know, that's exactly what this is. And and what about the students that did hit the books and they did excel and they did well and they made it on the honor roll? And now you're going to say, well, everybody gets on the honor roll. I was never one that supported uh, participation trophies. I busted my butt way too much on a football field to win too many football games and to become a starter in every team that I ever played on. I did that because I wanted to and because I wanted to be there doing that. <clears throat> and uh, I, I'm just thankful I was gone by the time participation trophies came about because I, could, I can't imagine putting in the time and the effort and the work that I put in to have some kid become the starter and, and he get a participation trophy. It's ludicrous. Bill, go right ahead. You're on. Yeah, hi. Uh, Social justice is just a fancy word for communism. Communism makes everyone equally miserable, equally unsuccessful, and what set America apart is our strive for excellence. And they're trying to take that away and turn us into the old USSR. Yep. Right. You're all going to have the same haircut and the same color clothes, and you're all going to walk the same way, and you're all going to be honored the same way, which means no honor. Andy, go right ahead. You're on. Yes, good morning. So if the standards are being lowered in the schools, are the Ivy Leagues going to lower the standards so that all these kids that you know don't even know how to read and write 
can make it into Harvard, into Princeton, and all those different schools? You know, I have been told, Andy, that that's already underway for certain classes and certain uh, minorities, certain ethnic backgrounds, uh, that, yeah, they already do that, and not only in Ivy League, but in other colleges across universities across the country, allowing uh, certain folks to get in so that they make a certain percentage of individuals, uh, they meet a certain percentage of individuals in their enrollment, regardless of their, uh, you know, past, regardless of what they have as their uh, academic capabilities or non-capabilities. Uh, yes, it's already happening, which, again, we're just relegating the entire country and eventually the world to mediocrity. That's all we're doing. So does that mean that an employer is not going to require certain? Oh, my goodness. Uh, um, oh, my goodness. You're, you're, man, you're, you are reading my songbook, aren't you? Aren't you? Because let me tell you yeah. something. I have this conversation I, I, over and over again with my wife. We were talking about this the other day. We take chances every once in a while and grab a fast food meal and bring it home. And I can't tell you, this is just a small example, okay, an analogy to what we're talking about. Uh, but we, we'll bring home, just every once in a while, a, a, a fast fast food meal. I can't tell you how the quality of the fast food meals are deplorable, how quickly they have fallen. They're terrible. But here's the point. First of all, there's no pride in work anymore, right? These people aren't taking pride in putting your hamburger together or whatever. They don't care. They're, they're, they're going to get a dollar, and, and it doesn't matter what you get in, in, in exchange for that dollar. They're going to get the dollar no matter what. And secondly, those places need those employees more than those employees need those places. And education facilities are the exact same way. They need those students more than those students need that place. There's no more pride in turning out a great product out of a university than there is at the McDonald's. That's just the, that's the way it is. That's the way, that's where we are today, Andy. It's not a happy, rosy picture, but it's a fact. And, and you know, I work for an organization that, um, we have a certain set of values. So are those going out the windows? I should ask my superiors you bet. if we're going to still adhere to those values that they've instilled in everyone, like integrity and, and you know, um, building relationships with people and having that set of morals that sure. we need to have. So you if bet. that's the case, then what's the point? The, the script, and thank you, Andy, great call. You really are reading my songbook. You're singing from my songbook. It, it, the, the entire script has been flipped. And we are now in a position where the employers kowtow to the employees. We at at places where I have worked in the past, you had to have a certain. In this place too, you had to reach a certain standard before you could even walk in the door. And now a lot of places they have so lowered their standards because, hey man, you know I'll find a job somewhere, and I really don't care if it ain't you. I'll go do something else. You know, blah, blah, whatever. And it's true, man. It, it it is a level of mediocrity. We don't demand excellence anymore. It's just not happening. We don't demand excellence, and it starts when these kiddos are two years old. You have to start demanding excellence then, and we don't as a society anymore. Well, okay. So it's uh, I, I, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West is coming up. We're going to talk a little bit more about Afghanistan in our next segment. I appreciate that. I just needed a break from Afghanistan during that segment. We'll talk with Lieutenant Colonel coming right up here on KTSA. We'll take back Car Zeus. Look, don't get tricked with a two-minute offer only to spend four hours at the dealership. You get in touch with Car Zeus today, and they'll buy your vehicle today if you want to sell it today. If you want to wait a couple of days, okay. 
It's whatever is going to work for you. They're going to save you time. They are going to save you hassle. You see, Car Zeus is a new and improved option when you're looking to sell your car, whatever it is that you drive. They, they buy all kinds of vehicles. They really do. They eliminate all the risk and all the time that it takes to sell privately, like the four hours at the dealership I was just telling you about. Yeah, sure, they'll give you a two-minute offer, and then it takes you four hours to work on it. Not at CarZeus. You log on, CarZeus.com. They send you a free, no-obligation offer on your vehicle. If you like it, you take the offer, and away you go. They'll get you the cash and take your car off your hands. It's the easiest way to sell. That's CarZeus.com, AccuWeather Forecast. Well, it's going to be sunny. Few high clouds in the area with highs in the mid-90s the next three days. And right now, very muggy. SA.com. Stay connected. All right, Trey Ware here, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. And my friend, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, is joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Of course, he's running for governor. I'm going to ask him about the uh, laws. Uh, the new law is going into effect today, uh, but first, uh, Colonel, thank you uh, for your time, uh, as always. Um, I, after uh, being yelled at and dressed down by uh, the president yesterday, after he was late, once again, by hours, it's amazing to me that a man who sets the uh, his own schedule and what time he's going to do things uh, can never make it uh, on time. And then he comes out yelling and once again telling lies uh, about the situation in Afghanistan, lies that are provable and demonstrable that we can check on. And, and the most egregious is a leak that came out that said a month prior to him and, and the collapse of the Afghan army and the, and the government, a month prior, he was on the phone saying, hey, you need to dress this up and make it look good because it's not going so well. He knew exactly what was going on, even though in August he said nobody could see that collapse. The man is a sociopathic liar. Well, it's good to be with you, Trey. And, uh, you know, to all my fellow veterans out there, I, I spent two and a half years in Afghanistan. And I want the veterans to know that we're proud of them. And this is not a, a black eye on the surface no, they gave over the past 20 years being That's right. there. And it's just sad. It's just sad that once again we have all of those efforts, all of those victories on the ground, being lost and wasted by you know career politicians like a Joe Biden. Uh, my older brother served in Vietnam, and of course we know uh, what they had to suffer through and, and the results thereof. But I don't know where we go from here, Trey, because without a doubt we have a president that should be removed from office. Uh, he should resign, but I don't think he has the honor to do that. And I know that the Democrats will not support the impeachment. Then, of course, we just get Kamala Harris uh, to become the president. That's even worse. We go from the frying pan into the oven. But we are going to see some very dire consequences and ramifications because we have hurt our, our standing in the world on the international stage. But then also we're going to start seeing those ramifications and consequences here in the state of Texas where we have an open border. And if you hadn't been paying attention, I live up here in Garland, Texas, and we already had uh, an Islamist uh, jihadist uh, shooting and killing this past weekend uh, where Imran, Imran uh, Ali Rashid shot a Lyft driver and then drove her, to, uh, her car over to the Plano Police Department and uh, started shooting up the Plano Police Station there. And, uh, and fortunately, they, he was uh, uh, fatally wounded, but he was inspired. FBI has already come out and said he was inspired by foreign terrorism and foreign terrorists. So we're starting to see those ramifications. And I just wish that we had leadership that would stand up to the American people and say, look, 
Here's the decision in Afghanistan. If we maintain 2,500 troops, which to us in the military, that's that's really a drop in the ocean. 2,500 troops to make sure that we never have a terrorist sanctuary in Afghanistan. Because look what we have happening now. You have the Taliban that, that has one of, now one of the most powerful and well-equipped armies in the world. $85 billion of U.S. equipment. We have a shaming of the United States of America. We've got the 20th anniversary of 9-11 coming up. And I'm concerned about a sensational uh, event that's going to happen somewhere in the world uh, so the Taliban, al-Qaeda, ISIS, and the uh, Haqqani Network, whoever, Islamic uh, terrorists, will once again say we're back and we have power. We have defeated the United States of America. You know, uh, back to Rashid for just a second here to put a cap on it. He was investigated by the FBI back in 2010 through 2013, found not to be a threat. So once again, we have somebody who was investigated by the FBI who did ter- carry off a a terrorist attack, and uh, and they will not name, they refuse to name the terrorist organization. I think uh, the American people should demand to know what terrorist organization he was affiliated with. Um, 666 new laws going into effect in the state of Texas today. What are your overall thoughts? Well, I think it's a good thing the constitutional carry goes into effect. Yes, sir. That's something that the uh, citizens in Texas have been waiting for and fighting for for quite some time. And, you know, we're just the 20th or 21st state to have that done. But, you know, when you think about someone like this Rashid incident, uh, Texans need to be ready to uh, to defend themselves. And furthermore, with this open border and all the illegal immigrants that are pouring in, we need to be able to defend ourselves. I'm very glad that finally we have uh, some election integrity uh, laws that, are gonna, that have been going to be signed. Uh, it passed the Senate uh, last night because we have to make sure we have honest and fair elections here in the state of Texas. And uh, hopefully we can get the uh, the audit, the forensic audit of the top 13 counties. I think as Steve told his uh, HB 26, we can get that passed as well because we cannot allow uh, the opportunities for illegals to be voting. And when you look at H.R. 1, it is still a looming threat out there from the national level that would undermine uh, the states executing uh, fair and honest elections. And fetal heartbeat, you hear a heartbeat. Well, first of all, I believe that, as the Bible says, we are known before the creation of the earth, that God uh, knew us even before then. But if you hear a heartbeat and you go ahead and you perform abortion, that is out-and-out murder. Murder. Yes, it absolutely is. The only thing that I wish is that it was a, a criminal uh, offense yeah. and not just a civil offense because when you look at the piece of legislation you know you trade if you believe that a doctor has done that you have to go out and get a lawyer and you have to bring that case up in civil court instead of it being a criminal uh, issue so i wish that we had a little bit uh, more strength and more teeth uh, behind that uh, heartbeat bill but it's a good step in the right direction god bless you sir thank you very much for your time as always i appreciate you coming on Always a pleasure, Trey. You take care, and God bless. You too. That's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West joining me here on 550 KTSA and FM 1071, where it is 628. And my friend John Hayward from Breitbart.com up next. I want to tell you about Wagner Holick, Wagner Holick Custom Homes, helping to bring your vision of your home to life. Yeah, something else to have your vision in your head. It's another thing to have your body living in your vision, and that's exactly what Wagner Hollett Custom Homes does. Now, coming up on the 25th of this month, they are having another one of their luncheons, and I want you to be there. I'm going to be there, and uh, it's free lunch, and they're going to explain to you bit by bit, piece by piece, 
the ins and outs and ups and downs about building a custom home. Your dream home is their floor plan, by the way, at Wagner Hall at Custom Homes. They build it the way you want it built, and it doesn't cost you any more to live in a custom home than it does in, in, in a site-built home. So why are you living in somebody else's dream? <laughs> why are you living in somebody else's vision when you can create your own and Wagner Hollick will bring it to life? That's coming up on the 25th of this month. We need to know how many of you are coming because we got to order the right amount of food and we got to reserve a seat for you. So call right now. Yep, you can call right now. Leave your name and phone number on the on the answering machine. 210-625-8212. Art form. 210-556-8747. That's 556-8747. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Without a doubt, we have a president that should be removed from office. Uh, he should resign, but I don't think he has the honor to do that. And I know that the Democrats will not support the impeachment. Then, of course, we just get Kamala Harris uh, to become the president. That's even worse. We go from the frying pan into the oven. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West joining me here on 550 KTSA FM 1071 on the Trayware page, KTSA.com. John Hayward now from Breitbart.com is joining me, the author of Dr. Zero Year One. And, John, I'm just curious. Who was the old fart yelling at me through my TV yesterday? Was his Depends all messed up or what was going on with that guy? That was a pretty horrifying performance. I mean, in a long string of horrifying bite performances, he's actually thinking he deserves congratulations. He's up there saying that it's a triumph. It's incredible what he's done. But also it was a disaster, and it's Donald Trump's fault, and it's your fault, and it's the Afghan people's fault, and it's the Army's fault, and it's everybody's fault. I mean, it's just disgusting. It, it's He's an old man, but in a lot of ways he's like a little kid, which I guess is what happens when your, your head starts falling apart. And all he can do is blame everybody around, just finger point and finger point and finger point. Everybody's fault but his for what's happening. And, and you know, as, as Alan West just said, we're kind of stuck. You know, Democrats will never remove him from office. They know he's not mentally competent. There are White House officials now beginning to leak to the media and saying how horrified they were about what happened in Afghanistan. I think there's an internal battle brewing in the administration, the deep state. There's leakers. Somebody leaked uh, Biden's conversation with the Afghan president, Ashraf Ghani. And in the phone call, Biden told Ghani to fake everything and said it's all a sham, you know, pretty much admitted that all he cares about is optics and politics. So, I mean, there, there's an internal struggle shaping up as more and more people within the administration, I think, realize that Biden is mentally unfit for office. But there's nothing that can be done. We're stuck with him. Yeah, uh, that was the intelligence community, I'm convinced, because he threw them under the bus and said nobody knew that the Afghan army was going to flee and the Afghan government was going to collapse. Well, he, he knows it, and, and he knew it then because he was on the phone to Ghani saying, hey, put lipstick on a pig. You know, polish this you-know-what and make it look better. So that and and it's collapsing, uh, and that was a month before it actually did fall apart. So he knew exactly what was going on. Look, Joe Biden's always been this way. First of all, he's got real thin skin. He's never had an original idea. He's got real thin skin. Remember the whole lying dog faced pony soldier or grabbing reporters and saying, "Why do you keep asking these same questions over and over again?" He's got real thin skin, but he's a sociopathic liar, and he is also paranoid, and he's angry. That's very dangerous when you consider he has the most power at his fingertips of anybody on the planet. 
and he and he's vengeful. You know, yes. he's always talking about he's going to get even with the British. Here's the state of diplomacy: all all the Biden supporters, all the shills for Biden, all these twisted, never Trump conserv- fake conservatives. They all Biden's a, a master of diplomacy. He's going to bring respect for America back, and we're going to have diplomacy instead of Donald Trump. Well, here we are, seven months into the Biden presidency, and he's talking about getting revenge against the British because they criticized him, and our special relationship with the British is in shambles. I mean, we, we've almost lost them as an ally. The, the British government publicly castigated Biden with a resolution. NATO's fallen apart, turning away from America. The whole world is falling apart. I mean, the world is in flames. It couldn't be much worse than it is right now. And the only things that could make it worse, unfortunately, are now in the hands of the enemy. The, the Taliban, the enemy, Al-Qaeda, they have the initiative, and they decide what to do next to this weak president. And we're going to see what happens next from the bad actors of the world. They're going to take advantage of this. The, the, the really aggressive powers, Russia, China, the, the international terrorists, they are going to move on this moment of weakness. They're going to capitalize on this. You're not going to like what they do. Well, the first one, the first rattle out of the box was Kim Jong-un in North Korea as we restarted his, uh, his, his nuclear program uh, to make weapons grade nuclear uh, material and that's uh, the reason for that is is the extreme weakness that is here anybody that doesn't think that china's going to move on taiwan or that vlad is going to move on ukraine is drinking uh you you have to know that that's going to come out of this because who's going to be there to back up uh, ukraine who's going to be there to back up taiwan not the u.s and they know it Yep. And, and the problem, the real problem, is that some of this is a structural weakness. It's not just that Joe Biden makes bad calls. I mean, as bad as he is, there are lines that you could push where we would have to respond to it. It's that I think they've sized up our system, our military leadership. Our military and intelligence leadership was hollowed out by Barack Obama. It was replaced with a bunch of political officers, left-wing extremists, reliable Democrat Party operatives and things. And they're not very good at their jobs, as you can see. You know, they, they make a mess of everything that they get involved in. And the enemy knows that the enemy has taken that into account and knows that our response would be muddled and confused in addition to the muddled and confusing leadership from the biden administration and then they size up the american people you put this guy in office and he still has defenders right now there are democrats out there voters on social media telling each other that all the people biden left behind deserve it because somehow yep. they think it's whatever the taliban does to them is on them and it's not biden's fault i mean if, if you're the enemy if you're russia china and you look at, at an american people like that you've got to like your chances i mean that they they have sized up the country and not just joe biden and he is a reflection of the weakness that they see that they're going to exploit meanwhile it didn't take long the uh, taliban already going house to house and shooting people kicking pregnant women in the stomach so that they have spontaneous abortions and uh, miscarriages and all that is going on already and in afghanistan so we have supposedly three and a half years left of the biden administration maybe uh, what, what are we going to look like in three and a half years if he makes it three and a half years? Well, the biggest problem that we face is that now he turns against us. And I'll tell you one thing about the Democratic Party and the Biden administration. They stink at dealing with the enemies of America, but they're really good at beating up Americans. And that that's what they're going to do. They're going to make themselves feel better by throwing their weight around and shoving the American people, American citizens, you, you deplorables, you red state hick voters. You're the people that they're going to slap around in order to make themselves feel big and strong again. And they've, they've got lots of plans for you. And they all involve wrecking you, ruining you, impoverishing 
impoverishing you, making the government richer and more powerful. They will throw themselves into that project with renewed zeal to make themselves feel big and strong again after the Taliban humiliated them. Well, with an open border, and they have been resettling uh, the the country. Uh, They're doing it now with Afghans that they flew out, and most of them have not been vetted and brought them into the country. Um, And the same is true of whoever, God knows whoever's been flowing across the, the southern border. They're resettling them in red states. Uh, in swing states purposefully so that they get their vote. They're trying to build a system in America where they are going to stay in power forever and use that power against American citizens and against the middle class. That's the plan. That's the ultimate goal. It always has been since minute one to destroy the middle class. The the left hates the idea that there's a huge number of voters that have economic strength, that are invested in the economy, that own property, that make investments and so forth, and that they also have the numbers to politically defend themselves against rapacious government. That's what the middle class really is. And the pandemic has given them a rare opportunity to destroy the middle class once and for all. And that, that project is well underway. I mean, you look at what's happening in the economy right now with inflation, prices, with the, the weak job growth, with actually declining purchasing power for the American people with inflation the way it is, M- many industries tottering on the brink that middle-class people work for. They tried to destroy rental property ownership with that crazy power grab the Supreme Court had to slap down. They are day and night thinking of ways to subdue the middle class forever, and they're not going to stop until they're gone. Well, who is the largest employer of the middle class in America across the board is the restaurant industry and i was just reading a report this morning it's terrifying horrifying about the collapse of the restaurant industry in america they're not coming back i mean it's it is amazing to see most of them are mom and pop owned and they closed their doors last year during the pandemic their doors remain closed and now they're being closed by other factors as well the high cost of food or supply issues that are going on now it is horrifying to see what's happening to the restaurant industry in america the largest employer of middle class across the country yeah, I hate to think it, but it seems to me like the post-vaccination hysteria is going to be what kills a lot of these places off. We had the vaccines. People started getting vaccinated. Biden actually told them, this is your ticket back to normal life and you don't have to wear a mask. And then they panicked and freaked out and masks came back and lockdowns came back and everything came back. And that was it for the restaurant industry. I mean, like the, the light at the end of the tunnel was extinguished for a lot of these companies. And with rising prices, rising inflation, rising fuel prices, it's really hard for them to see that their business model could remain viable okay last thing uh the three and a half trillion dollar debacle that bernie sanders is trying to shove through here just how dangerous is this well, as if anybody would trust the government that just delivered that debacle in Afghanistan with $3 trillion, sure, they'll build roads and bridges with it. This government can't build anything. Giving them money is ridiculous. So much of this is a sham. It's an obvious pretense. So much of this, this pork-laden spending bill is nothing but giant cash grabs and left-wing slush funds, and it doesn't even pretend it's trying to build any infrastructure. But then when it comes time to build stuff, you can reliably count on this government to screw that up every step of the way. It'll be the end of the Biden administration and nothing thing will have been built and we'll still be going through years of litigation with no nothing actually getting built in sight it's a systemic flaw with our system that we need to fix by cleaning out this government yeah those shovel ready programs weren't so shovel ready after all uh that's what we heard right john hayward right uh john hayward breitbart.com the author of dr zero year one we'll holler next week john thank you sir sounds great take care you too i want to tell you about shirts funeral home great place in san antonio to take care of all of your funeral needs if that's a need of today and you have to have 
a funeral plan uh, uh, in place today, okay, they can they can help you. Uh, they are there right now. In fact, they'll answer the phone and they'll set a meeting with you and do what's necessary. Two ten six five eight nine two two four at Shirts Funeral Home. They have a gorgeous place in Shirts, but if you want to have the funeral at a specific place that's uh, you know your home church or something like that, no worries, no problem, man. They're great at doing that too. All you got to do is give them a call, talk with them. They they offer all the various products that are necessary. They offer the services. They even have an on-site crematory if cremation is there. So they you know they they can do everything that's necessary all in one place uh, at one time in, in in the care of your family. And that's the idea is to take care of your family. And I know from personal experience how great they are at this, and they're going to do a great job for your family as well. Whether that's today or 10 or 15, 20 years from now that you need them, they're going to be there when you need them at Church Funeral Home at 210 6 Hey, good job. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. That's how you do it right there. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. Trey Ware here, KTSA. Let's go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Joshua Hausler is joining me. He is the founder of the Veteran Sheepdogs of America. We want to talk about these dogs abandoned over in Afghanistan. Joshua, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you, sir. Is it real? Yes, it's real. See, and that's the thing, because we, we reported it as real, and then the administration came out and said, oh, no, they're, they're, we didn't abandon any dogs there. Has been a, so on MSNBC and CNN, they report no dogs have been abandoned there. But I know that's not true. I have friends that are, are connected very well with, with service members there, and, and service members are just distraught with the fact that their service dog has been abandoned over there. Correct. Um, These dogs are contracted military working dogs. Um, The 51 that we have uh, that are created in the air hangar uh, with our people, um, they are contracted military working dogs, so bike dogs and bomb dogs that were um, contracted to uh, the military, U.S. military, and uh, the Afghan army. They were there saving the lives of our men and women who were serving there, weren't they? Uh, yes, sir. I had two of them uh, when I was in the Marines in Afghanistan, 2010, bomb dogs, and uh, they were contracted uh, to the DOD, uh, and uh, I worked those in Afghanistan at home in Providence. So I mean, a lot of times that's how it, um, things work in the military. So I, I want everybody to stand by for a second, and so we'll give you some information on the veteran sheepdogs of america and i want you to give i want you to give the best that you can give because we're going to we're going to do everything we can to take care of these these dogs but before we get there joshua explain to us if you would the relationship between soldier marine and their dog um we we have relationships with our animals we have relationships with the humans in our lives this is a very special bond because it is life and death, right? Uh, correct. Uh, we um, we would run patrols, and uh, I'd run point, uh, obviously, with the bomb dog, and uh, and not only the connection between myself and the dog, but uh, the confidence it would build in uh, my men, and uh, knowing that she was working tequila or Ava were the two dogs and uh, you know it, it wasn't just my bond it was it was the other fellow marines that were patrolling multiple times a day 
and uh, knowing that they were safer because of it. Your dog always had your back, right? Absolutely. Always had your six, and you never had to worry uh, if she was there because, or if, if she was there, you never had to worry because she had your six no matter what. She was looking, and she, she had eyes and ears where maybe somebody else didn't. Uh, so nobody was going to get to you as long as she was around, both of those uh, young dogs that you just talked about. Um, I, I know what this is like because I've had many friends that have said uh, the, the dog became my best friend when I was in the, on the battlefield. That was my best friend and uh, because yeah. he or she kept me alive in many instances. Um, how do we help? What, what can we do? I'm, I'm asking our listeners to open up their wallets and do the very best they can for you guys. What, what can we do to help out? So right now uh, we are uh, working um, to uh, fund the plane out of there. Um, it's uh, from our intel that aerospace and the airspace was supposed to be uh, run by uh, the Turks and is uh, Qatar that's doing that now. Um, so we are working with them. Um, there was a, obviously a couple days where there was a hiccup with flights in and out with Taliban taking over. Um, we do have people with the dogs. Um, we're saving humans as well. So um, it, it's a hairy situation. So right now we're uh, funding the plane, and then uh, we're going to, once the dogs are out, they're going to go to Ramstein. And quarantine is a plan. Uh, we have uh, somebody there already working with uh, the officials, and then they'll quarantine 30 days. And uh, we're working on funding for that and the logistics to uh, with the CDC to get them stateside. It's the best way and at that point. I'm sorry to interrupt. Is the best way to give no, sir. through the website? Uh, yes, at this point, yes. Okay, what's the website? It is veteransheepdogsofamerica.org. 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 Uh, Elaine has that uh, contact information here if you want to call her and get that as well. Uh, some of you folks that have some money, Elon in Austin. Um, some of you folks around San Antonio who have some money, this is something that I, I can't think of a better way to spend your money right now than to get these dogs rescued, get them to Rheinstein, get them cared for there so that they can get back in the arms of the people who love them and away from uh, from the terrorist who God knows what would happen to them. Veteran sheep, uh, sheepdogsofamerica.org. Joshua, we're going to be in touch. We're going to follow up and, and see how things are going with you guys. Would that be okay? Absolutely, sir. I appreciate the time. Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Thank you, sir. That's uh Joshua Hausler, please help. Please help, folks. You know I don't do that, right? A couple times a year I'll come to you, Jimenez Radiothon or something, and I'll say, uh, you know, please help, you know, do your best or whatever. These dogs need us right now, so let's do whatever we can. Back in a minute.